Welcome to the Viking Spotlight. This is a podcast about people, events, and projects in the North Canton City School District, and I'm your host, Jeff Wendorf. Today, we're thrilled to welcome Mrs. Amy Myers, who's a school counselor at Hoover High School. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited you're here today, and I know there's a lot going on in your world and a big celebration tonight for some of our SUMA scholars, so yeah. we'll get right into it. And before we start talking about being a school counselor, and just tell us a little bit about you. I am one of the high school counselors here at Hoover. This is my 11th year being a school counselor in, in the county, my ninth year at Hoover, and I, I started my career in Stark County at East Canton, Osnaburg Local, which is a really small school district, and it's a great place to learn and start your career because you get asked to do a little bit of everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, and after my, my two years there, I was able to hop over here to Hoover Prior to that, I was at the University of Akron for a little bit, which has been good to bring over some higher ed experience for the students here at Hoover. And beyond that, you know, I'll, I'll say that I've, I'm married. I have two kids. One of, one of my children is preschool age. She goes to the ECC here yeah. at North Canton, and that's been a really great experience to sure. be a parent now on, the, on that side of things. And, um, and getting to the close to that school age time. So those are the, yeah. and the only advice you'll get from old people like me is don't blink. <laughs> it goes so fast. And next thing you know, they're 30. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, it, I know. It, we try to soak up every day with them. Yeah, Continue that. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Good. So Akron U, admissions were you? Yeah. yeah okay. All um, right, I, I had, uh, thankfully, a graduate assistantship that helped during my master's, the school counseling master's program is like the longest master's yeah. in education out there. So um, it helped pay for my master's degree. And then after a while, they kept me on afterwards in the College of Education, which was really beneficial. I learned a lot about educator licensure there at that time and did advising for students pursuing their different sure. degrees yeah. in the College of Ed. Good. And, and you mentioned um, a counselor master's and the counselor certification. If I'm, I think I'm right, it's 600 hours of field experience or internship in, uh, to get uh, guidance? Yeah, it, it, I actually, I think you're right. I think it is 600. It's, it's been a minute since That's I've a, done all yeah. that, but... Um, it is. It's a very long internship, and they usually require it now to be a, a first semester and a second semester experience. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes when you do your internship, you, you actually have to uh, quit any kind of full-time job that you have right. just to get those hours in. Yeah, yeah. And it's very demanding. It, like I said, it's the longest master's program in education. Right. Yeah. Good. Well, thank goodness you went through it and got it. And uh, what made you want to be a counselor? Well, you know how some families are just those educator families, and, and that would be me. Um, my family, I'm really proud of all of us that we're all in education. We have that desire and are led to serve and work yeah. in public schools. We're a big believer in the public school system. So I think one time I added up all the years of experience, and it was over 100 years of experience with everybody that's involved in education. Uh, My mom was a teacher at Crestwood for 34 years. My dad helped out at Maplewood for a couple of years in their culinary program. My sister, Jen Mannion, works here at Hoover. Yeah. Um, I've got another sister at Aurora. One of my sisters was at Jackson, but don't tell anybody. Oh, my brother-in-law is an administrator. Yeah, at I was going to say, Jen, yeah. Jen Mannion's husband's an yeah. principal, an administrator, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, when everybody's in education, you kind of uh, not just follow suit, but you see the value, sure. and you want to contribute, and you want to help young people. Um, when I was in high school, I was a, a an athlete, and I really wanted to play volleyball, 
in college. And besides, you know, the fact that I had really great relationships with some of my teachers, and, and so my family inspired me, those relationships with teachers inspired me, but I knew if I wanted to be a college athlete, I needed help getting there. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily receive that help I needed at that time. So I feel like in my role here at Hoover, so much of what I do is pass information along to families and students just at the right time when they need it. And I, and I see myself as a deliverer of that. Yeah. And then families can do whatever it is that they wish to do, make their own decisions. And so a part of me wanted to fill that role. If, if I wasn't given that information, how can I help other people right. beyond yeah. get what they need to get where they want to go? Yeah, a connector. Yeah. yeah. Great, great, good. Well, well, speaking, of, that's a great segue into our next topic, I guess, conversation yeah. is, is counselors in the counseling department and guidance department at, at uh, Hoover High School. You're one of uh, five, you're four yeah. other counselors, and mm-hmm. it's set up. What do you do besides, you know, what's it mean to be a counselor? What are the major buckets, I guess, of responsibility besides getting the kids' classes they want and all that kind of stuff? What's the, what's the, what are the roles of a school counselor? School counseling is a very neat profession, and it's one that I say ha- is going through a bit of an identity crisis over the last three decades or so. Um, the idea of being a guidance counselor is what a lot of uh, our families are accustomed to, parents are accustomed to, but school counselors of the 21st century are, are trained in a variety of areas, including mental health. Um, the buckets, if you will, a school counselor, mainly they're going to be dealing with academic um career in college, and then personal, social, emotional things. So you're right. We are, we're a team of five high school counselors. We're, we're a great unit up there. We're very yeah. thankful all of us are, are there working together. And we all take on different duties that meet those areas. Um, so we, we play a significant role in testing in the building. I just wrapped up uh, junior ACT makeup tests today. Uh-huh. Um, we do AP testing, PSAT testing, and so on. Um, our college and career that's really something we focus on a lot in the fall with our seniors. We have one-on-one appointments with all of our seniors, and we, we learn about what their plans are, where they want to go, and how we can help them uh, to get to those areas. Of course, we do the, the different planning for um, scheduling, as you mentioned, and making sure students are checking the boxes for graduation mm-hmm. requirements. But we, we run a lot of um, social and emotional programming, too. So we have the Agape Girl program. Right. We have SOS, which is Science of Suicide, that we implement in health classes. We just started the Seven Mindsets this right. year for yeah. freshmen. Um, and we have our Student Social Justice Club. We, we lead that out of the guidance office and so on. So, and that's only, a, a, of course, right. a little bit Many of what others. we do. Right. There's so yeah. much that yeah. we're involved in and help with. Um, and I could go on and on. Sure. But sure. yeah, so yeah. I didn't mention everyone, and maybe I should. So um, there's... Crystal Ake and, and Tammy Einan and Jen Griffin and Brian Girdlestone. And we have our two secretaries out front, of course, Christy Kovach and Marisa Stone. Yeah. So we're a, um, a pretty great unit team. Yeah, you are. We, yeah. we, f- we focus very much on our students first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, great. And you're the conduit to a lot of services. And, and that's mm-hmm. the main thing is what, like you, you mentioned mental health, and we'll, we'll talk about that for, mm-hmm. for a little bit. But that's a, a very... Um, important and seems to be expanding need in in high schools and saw a report just the other day that uh, a staggering number of uh, especially female adolescents have um, 
thoughts of sadness and uh, um, doubt and, and lots of different things. And it's mm-hmm. just a it's a it's a frightening thing to see how many of our kids, both male and female, that are uh, struggling today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if it's the world coming at them too fast. Uh, social media, you could blame a lot of things, but uh, doesn't matter what the cause is. We see the need for it, right? Yeah, that's that's true. We we're always. We're always interested in finding new ways to service that need. We have mental health counselors on staff, um, at least through ComQuest. And, um, boy, we could certainly fill up another caseload of a school counselor and a mental health counselor and then some because you're right, the need is is so great right now for our young people to get the help that they need. Right, right. So another need, and you mentioned it, is checking the boxes and scheduling. Mm. Right now is a hot and heavy season for trying to make sure 1,200 kids get the right schedule to get to where they want to be or be qualified for at the end of of graduation. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tell me about that process. How's that work for for scheduling 1,200 high school kids? It's one of my favorite times of the year. Um, We're really lucky and and probably one of the few schools in Stark County that can say that we sit down and meet with every student one-on-one. Um, that's such a privilege that we are able to do that. So we, we start that process, uh, honestly, back in like October and November by yeah. building our course, course description. catalogs. Yeah. 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 So we, we get that together in January. We start rolling that information out to our students and our families. February, we start our meetings with students one-on-one. So grades 9, 10, and 11, we see every single student and guidance. Those appointments, they can be brief and they're fast-paced. We're, we're throwing all yeah. kinds of things at There's them. There's not a lot of time in the day to, to <laughs> yeah. get all that done, is there? But the kids, they come prepared. They're ready. They're excited. We're excited. And then we're, we're really lucky enough to head down to the middle school after that. So we actually host a special meeting every night or every year, I should say, for our eighth graders and their parents and and even prospective families who are thinking about coming to North Canton. And following that open house style meeting, we go down to the middle school for one-on-one appointments with our eighth graders, which is such a nice way to meet the family. A lot of times these are siblings, so we've met with the parents before. And it's it's a great way to introduce them to high school. We talk about their course selections and what to expect. And and it's, like I said, one of my favorite times of the year because you really don't get to see everybody during right. the school year. And so that's our, our one time where I know I get to touch base with everyone and check yeah. in, how you doing? Where do you think you see yourself, especially for the juniors and upperclassmen? Yeah. So then, yeah, that's awesome. The scheduling process is long mm-hmm. and it's cool. So you get all the course requests right yeah, you at your individual it. meetings right. and then the principals and guidance staff get get very busy building the master what's called the master which provides a number of sections for each course it's requested so try to get everybody everything they want but um definitely everything they need right yes and, uh, yes get them prepared for that next step so how does the guidance department how do you help prepare kids for the next step whether that's college or career what what kind of things happen there well we um put a great emphasis on that in August of every year when we come back. We we take the time to meet with every senior one-on-one in August of, of the beginning of the year to to get a sense of what each senior is planning on doing after after Hoover. 
Um, and we try to supplement them with information to help them get there, describe steps that they should be taking along the way. And if they're unsure, we revisit with those students a few months later and check in with them again and see what they've thought of. You know, we know at Hoover, most of our kids do go to college. About 85% mm -hmm. of the senior class or more goes to college. But we know that that's not for everyone. And we don't want to push that for everyone. Right. There are so many great opportunities outside of a four-year degree or a two-year degree that are a good fit for students. And it's what we need in our economy, in our society. So mm. we're, we're not just a, a college-pushing culture at Hoover. We want to do what's best for every kid. And sometimes that means it's a military um, a program or an apprenticeship or some other kind of career or vocational training. Because whatever they want to do, we want to just help them get there. Right. As long as it's a good, reliable plan, and always have a plan B, just right. in case. <laughs> yeah. that, well, no, very well. I shouldn't say nobody, but uh, a lot of plan Bs are actually what you end up doing in life, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was listening to I think maybe it was a podcast or a, a book on tape or something the other day, and it was such a good idea about all the dreams that you might have said goodbye to or that you're grieving something in high school that you thought you would have done and then that didn't come to be but think of all the dreams you didn't think you would right like yeah. made and have right. and didn't even think about it at the time yeah it, it's mm -hmm. an interesting concept yeah yeah neat stuff well thank you for that that's interesting so you know, guidance you you mentioned earlier that you're highly involved in testing and uh the world and i guess in the mid 90s or so um those of us have been in educa education forever, you know, the proficiency tests and then mm, there, this mm. test and that test. And mm -hmm. in today's world, in high school at least, we have end of course assessments and all of our juniors take the ACT. And, yes. uh, you know, that didn't, that wasn't a thing either for a while, but a long time till recently. But tell us about testing in, in high school. Well, I can't just talk about testing because when you talk about graduation requirements overall, this is a great platform and I, Forgive me for anyone who's listening and doesn't want to hear this, but here's what you need to graduate at yeah. Hoover. You need 20 or more credits, and they are in specific areas, but I won't bore you with that. Um, testing requirements have changed a lot, especially over the last five, six, seven years. Um, there's six tests right now that high school students have to pass to graduate. So those tests, if we get specific, they're uh, ELA 2, Algebra 1, U.S. History, U.S. Government, Biology, and Geometry. So students need to get certain scores on the Algebra uh, 1 test and the ELA 2 test, and those are things that we, we, we spend a lot of time tracking and paying close attention to in guidance. And then in addition, the new requirement, besides courses and besides tests, are SEALs. So the state of Ohio now requires students to get two or more SEALs to graduate, and there's a total of 12 SEALs out there that students could potentially earn or choose from. And guidance is involved in, in giving that information out to all of our families and tracking all of sure. that, too. Yeah. yeah. So a couple things you talked about there, being in maybe a non-educator or not in the education world, a couple of things. ELA is English language arts, okay. right? Okay, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It's, I get a lot of that. I'm like, wait a minute, is that English language learners or is that ELA? So it's language arts, mm -hmm. uh, right? English mm -hmm. and, uh, and those things. And then, then also the SEALs. 
so the seal is like a certification area sort of a, a certificate if you will in, in focused in areas what are some of the seals what are some of the options sure. i guess kids can get so there's nine state seals that the anyone in ohio can earn um, regardless of where you go to high school so those might be an industry recognized credential some of our career tech programs mm-hmm. for example have a credential tied to them or a military seal because you plan to enter the military after high school um, it could be a science seal or a citizenship seal those are based on test scores or grades um, and there's more like a, the honors diploma is a seal that students can earn the seal of biliteracy some of our students do test for the seal of biliteracy while they're going through their and that's world basically language. two languages yeah world language mm-hmm. of some kind yeah well yeah. that's actually uh getting a four or a five on the AP world language exam or t- taking a, an independent test, a third party test to demonstrate that you are bilingual. Uh, let's see, pr- you're proficient verbally and in reading and in, in writing mm-hmm. a different language. Um, and then there are local seals. So there's nine state seals and three locals. And the, our locals are the fine and performing arts. I was going to ask you about fine and performing mm-hmm. arts. Yeah, yeah. And um, the extracurricular one, that as long as students do three or more seasons of something or, or three or more years of something. And then the community service. And, and so the state is looking for any combination of two seals or more. And many students earn five, six, seven seals mm-hmm. without doing right. much more yeah. than what they already do. Right. But you got to have two. Two is right? the minimum. Two's to graduate. Mm-hmm. Yep. 20 credits, two seals. Yes. Yeah. And then the passing your ELA 2 and Algebra 1. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, that's those have changed over the years, but that's yes. the most recent requirements to graduate. So mm-hmm. there you go. Good. Well, and it was sometimes we try to forget this thing called COVID <laughs> and get by it. And uh, But you said a minute ago, you know, we learn from our past. And uh, one of the things is, is COVID provided some provided some certain challenges that we went through, and your work, especially as guidance department, and and you yourself as a counselor, is you know the the work that you and your colleagues did to keep the high school running and a small time period online, then then we're in person with some restrictions, and a certain portion of our kids went online, chose to. Yeah. Um, what what changes have you seen in, in students in general uh, due to these challenges? We've, you know, we've covered many of the responsibilities of counselors, but there's some things, you know, you face every day that, that maybe we haven't talked about, especially surrounding what we went through with COVID and, and the pandemic and all that stuff. You know, even though COVID was a challenge for everyone and for different reasons, that experience brought out a lot of good too. It made us think about our services and guidance in a different light and how we can reach our students and families. And, and it made us transition and, and jump to different modalities that maybe otherwise we would not have been as quick to adapt to. So even even though it did have its challenges and with students, which I'll definitely speak on, I also like to take the time to recognize that it, it helped us all reach a little bit personally yeah. and professionally mm-hmm. to be better or just come yeah. to our job with a different mindset. A little bit out of our box, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of those, and I don't know if you were going to mention it, is uh, parent-teacher conferences. Mm-hmm. Used to be you'd try to schedule 10-minute parent meet teacher conferences in person and you always by two or three you're off track and it just threw a wrench in the whole evening but lately we've been given the option i think at most of our buildings for an online visit and Mm -hmm. that has increased collaboration and uh increased efficiency and um, of course increased communication so Mm -hmm. that that was one of the good things that we've Mm -hmm. learned to do yeah the flexibility aspect has Mm -hmm. been a real win i think for everyone but students you're right they're coming to us 
uh, displaying more symptoms or, or coming to us with more concerns than maybe we were previously attuned to. I don't think students always felt as willing or open to discuss their mental health concerns in the past, but COVID really put a lot of that on display in new ways. Students had a lot more access to uh, things online, sometimes without parent supervision yeah, too. Right. So what they might have been exposed to could have had a lasting effect on them in some ways in, in that regard, let alone the aspect of being apart from their friends, let alone the aspect of possibly losing a family member or seeing their parents, you know, struggle during that time. So mental health as a result of COVID, has it increased? You know, are we seeing more issues with our students? Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, trying to meet that need can be a challenge at times right. because we're all, you know, busy with our caseloads of sometimes 200, 300 plus students and all the duties that we have that we know our young people need help and we want to be there for them and, and we do everything we can to be there for them or connect them to people that can be right. resources in the community that can be. So it, it was a, a difficult time for everyone. There were some positives and some lessons learned, of course. Sure. Yeah. Um, but by and large, I think our students have done a great job adapting and continuing through that because in some regards, we're back to business as usual and, uh, the kids are doing well in regards to, yes, I'm here, but you know, if, if they cannot be here, the idea of returning to school in a traditional way doesn't meet them where they're at today, then we have options. And so I'm, I'm glad that we're able at North Canton to meet our kids and our families where they're at. Yep. I agree. Yeah, we had done a few things. Just for example, the digital, our digital learning mm-hmm. academy. We had implemented it just a, a, a year or two prior to COVID. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. And yeah. uh, we had a, a lot of schools didn't have a, a format set up or a framework set up for that. And we were very very fortunate to have done that. And uh, it it um, it helped a lot. Uh, getting through COVID, but also expanded it. And we've had some kids that remain in, in that mm-hmm. area. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I was very fortunate in some ways that, that some of the things that we were required to do, we had uh, had a uh, at least a little bit of experience in. Well, it's, it's mid-March, and uh, uh, the end of the school year is around the corner. It's unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, we're, well, I think this Friday's the end of the third nine weeks, right? Yes. So nine yeah. weeks to go. Yes. So start of the fourth quarter and uh, right. lots coming on. So what, and there, there's a lot of um, chicken dinners with green beans and, and things <laughs> <laughs> coming up in the next nine weeks. What, uh, tell us about the end of the year. What's that mean for a counselor? And, uh, you know, is there a, uh, things that are happening with senior recognition, SUMA, we know that's here, graduation, all that. What's that mean in your world? Wow, there's so much. (laughs) There's a lot. So um, seniors need to make sure that they fill out their senior survey. That is due March 16th. That is the way that we compile and collect a lot of information about the class of 2023, from how to pronounce their name at graduation to giving them recognition for all the various accomplishments that they have and knowing where to send their final transcript. All of these things are so important. It is due March 16th. Don't forget. March 16th, right? Yes. Okay. Um, So we... 
We want to take time to recognize our seniors. They do a lot of great things. And, and sometimes we can't recognize everyone for everything, but I'll, I'll tell you a few ways that we do recognize them here. Um, one way is the SUMA celebration that is taking place tonight. Yep. So SUMA is a... Is a um, program that's been in place at least, I don't know, over 10 years, 15, 16 years, I would guess, if not more. And these are seniors who have earned a 4.325 or higher GPA cumulative from all the high school credit that they've uh, earned from middle school up to the seventh semester. So these are generally the top of the class kiddos, and the Mm -hmm. SUMA celebration is their chance to take in some of that recognition that they sure. deserve and yeah. then and also recognize an educator that has positively impacted them throughout their experience at North Canton. So it's a it's a wonderful night for families and parents and students just to revel and wow everything that they've done and accomplished. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is a neat night and uh, so how is it you say SUMA and it's a uh, 4.2 And maybe I'm just old, but we didn't have weighted GPAs back in the day. Help us understand that just a little bit. Uh, Uh, High level. Um, So at Hoover. Not not that I would have earned a weighted (laughs) GPA. Oh, come on. Um, At Hoover, we have a variety of courses available to our students. We have regular level classes, honors levels. Uh, We have AP and College Credit Plus. And all of these classes are weighted on a different uh, academic scale to reflect the rigor that those students are enduring as they go through those classes and the workload. So a weighted GPA, um, sometimes you can see them getting closer and closer to the 5.0 mark just because of all the College Credit Plus that's out there now. So that's how our weighted grade grades work they're derived from the gpa on the semester the more rigorous the courses the more weight you get for a a grade i guess and uh, yeah that's great and you know i think when it started and i'm not sure but other uh, school districts have a uh, what they call top 25 where or a class rank Mm. uh, piece for their Mm -hmm. high level Mm -hmm. uh, recognition Mm -hmm. i love it that we do it based on a standard Mm -hmm. and not a competition between kids Mm -hmm. if we have 50 SUMA scholars, great. If we have uh, 100, great. And uh, it's not um, where you're not recognizing number 26 and number 27. You're mm-hmm. recognizing anybody that achieves that standard. And mm-hmm. that's that's really important, I think, that we're, mm-hmm. we're not pitting kids in competition with each other. We're encouraging everybody to do do well and get get um, a great performance. So that's, a, uh, I think, kudos to those decisions that were made many years ago to do that. 2018, I remember going to the board asking to get rid of rank in 2018 yeah. because we knew that wasn't what was in the students' best interest right. at that time. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Great if you're top 25, but not if you're, you know, 25, 26 yeah, our, to 30. Yeah. Our classes are so big at Hoover that mm-hmm. if you are um, in a 3.75, which is still a healthy, great GPA, you're you know, 150 or so in the class, and that's not the best way to represent right. our students. Right, yeah. A lot of it depends on the class makeup, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. good. So um, senior recognition and, oh, and so right. on. Yeah, is there, that's, no, a, that's senior, a fun night, too, because that's where we, we share and get um, sponsors of scholarships and everything to recognize all the things that have, uh, have been earned for post-graduation. Yes, the awards assembly or awards recognition evening is going to be Thursday, May 11th at 6 p.m. That will be in Hoover Hall, and we'll offer a live stream 
um, for that as well for community members if they wish to view it. There will be light refreshments afterwards. And and so that's a great evening where we can celebrate the class of 2023 and some of those scholarships that are being awarded that yeah. night. It's a nice surprise for it's those a, kids. I tell you what, between well, last night actually was bands and around, mm-hmm. so it's kind of fun celebration for the uh, uh, instrumental music to bring uh, fifth grade for, through the high school bands together, and they all play uh, uh, their various uh, pieces, but then they play God Bless America together. It's mm-hmm. a very cool to hear the progression mm-hmm. through the grades. So mm-hmm. between music and um, then SUMA, um, senior recognition, and then uh, finally graduation. It's just a, it's a fun time to celebrate, um, you know, the graduation piece, but uh, celebration of uh, of kids and their performance, and so it's a, a fun thing. So, sideliners helps with SUMA quite a bit. Our uh, uh, Viking sideliners, Hoover sideliners, helps uh, celebrate that a little bit. So we want to make sure and get them a plug and say thanks to them for supporting that. But uh, you know, tell us a little bit about graduation and uh, how that's coming that's a huge piece another one of those buckets right when we talk about counselor buckets there's so many of them (laughs) but graduation's a biggie yes um graduation is such an exciting time i mean these students some of them are working so hard and and dealing with things that sometimes we don't even realize outside of school to get there um it is a celebration for for the students and the families but for us too (laughs) i mean sometimes this time of year senior the senioritis is kicking in and we're trying to remind our seniors to stay the path and and keep their nose down and keep working um but it is it is such a a nice celebration for our families and the way that we do it is, is i love it it's at the stadium um you know, we have a few different uh, rain dates in mind if we need them. Along those lines, we have uh, um, certainly a, a venue thing to get done. We've got a little stadium project going on. So, oh, well, so that's true. Yes, we, we're going to have uh, plans for graduation out, outside again. And as you mentioned, several uh, rain dates. I think last year we had, you know, four rain dates planned, but it uh, it came off and worked out well. It was beautiful. Oh. Be- the past two have been beautiful. Yeah, yeah that, so. that evening last year was very nice compared to the morning that day yeah it rained and cold Mm -hmm. and was nice in the evening at practice is Mm -hmm. yeah that wasn't so fun graduation is is something that is very um thrilling for families uh sometimes it's it's a as much a celebration and as much of a an event for uh, parents grandparents aunts and uncles as it is for the kids Mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes we have to remind them of that that this is this is as much about your family as it is as you Mm -hmm. and uh so it's it's an exciting time for them we'd certainly want everybody to be safe and to um you know um have a a great celebration happy and, and and enjoyable uh, celebration, but certainly to do so appropriately and safe. And mm-hmm. uh, we remind our kids of that all the time. But mm-hmm. uh, graduation is a big, big, big piece for guidance. And I know you work so hard throughout the year and throughout a, a regular high school four years uh, to make sure they have the right courses, the right scholastic uh, performance and uh, mental health support and those things. And it's just a you know, I, I know it's a celebration for the kids, but also for guidance when that uh, culminates on graduation, they walk across the stage. It's it's just so much fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we enjoy it. Yeah, we I'm enjoy sure being you do. part of it. Yep. And then you get to start over as soon as, uh, as, soon as it happens, right? Yeah, which is great. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you love what you do, it's never a day of work. So right. it's all good. Right. Awesome. Awesome. We sure appreciate you being here with us today. Is there anything else you'd like to share about uh, you or about uh, guidance in um, general? 
I don't think so. Um, I, I don't believe so. I know okay. it's it's just, it's this is a great thing that you guys do. I always uh, listen in. Great. I've learned a lot from all the different podcasts that have gone on, and they, they've been very informative. So, no, I don't think so. Appreciate that. Yeah, we try to share things that are uh, pertinent to our kids and to our families and our community, and we have a, have fun doing it. And i got to say, I think this is one of the best. So thank you so sure. much for your yeah. your participation and your insights into uh, the counseling office and, and what you do as a school counselor. So thank you. And as always, we thank our listeners for joining us. And uh, this podcast, again, is a great way for us to share information about the district and our programs. And we welcome podcast uh, questions or recommendations at any time if you want to suggest a topic or or have questions just email us at viking spotlight at northcantonschools.org that's viking spotlight at northcantonschools.org we'll be certain to get back to you but uh, we also welcome your thoughts about this podcast about high school counseling we'd uh, be certainly happy to to um, come back and talk about those questions on future podcasts and just a note we'll be off next week due to uh, spring break and uh, so we listen and um, hope that everybody has a great spring break be safe and enjoyable catch your breath a little bit for the final rush to the end of the school year and um, um, yeah we'll be back in a couple weeks so thanks for listening and go vikings 